Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Sustainable E-Commerce Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build your brand sustainably. I'm your host, Giles Smith, and in today's show, I'm joined by Bex Pekaski, co-founder of Better Packaging. Packaging is without doubt pivotal to sustainability in e-commerce. On the one hand, it's absolutely essential to our business model. Shipping orders is the one thing every e-commerce business does, and it's having an enormous impact on our environment. I've seen some estimates, for example, suggesting that up to 40% of landfill is generated from product packaging in one form or another. On the other hand, making conscious selection of the packaging we do use is the easiest starting point to operating a more sustainable business. Now, one of the things I love about better packaging in particular is that while most of us are looking at how we can minimize our impact with sustainable packaging, Bex and the team are reinventing the very notion of simply doing less harm and are working towards a future where packaging actually has a positive impact. And that's a voice I think that should give us all pause for thought. I'm sorry in advance for the audio quality in a few places. We've done our best to clean it up. And I hope you'll look past that because I, for one, was absolutely hanging off every word Bex had to say. And stick around also right to the end for a special offer on your first order with Better Packaging. So with that, let's start the show. Bex McCaskey, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, it's great to have you. I'm so happy that you, you managed to come on the show because we've got so much to talk about today. I think one of the, one of the critical on-ramps for sustainability of, of traditional brands is definitely into the sustainable packaging space. And I know that you have a wealth of knowledge. But before we get into all that, maybe we could start by having you just give a little bit of introduction to yourself. How did you come uh, to to do this and, and and a little bit about um, better packaging. Give us your origin story. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm Bex and I'm one of the co-founders of the Better Packaging Co. And we're really using packaging as a force for good to fight poverty, pollution, and climate change. Uh, and I actually have a technology background. I started my life as a developer many many years ago, twenty odd years ago, and ended up working sort of in consulting, but have always been incredibly conscious about waste, especially packaging waste. It's something that's been on my radar since I can remember um, from day dot. And I think a big part of that is actually to do with the way that I was brought up. Um, when I was telling someone the story the other day and they were so shocked, from the ages of, until I was about six, my parents took me and my four brothers and sisters and I traveling around the world, making and selling jewelry. And we lived in a motorhome. And so we didn't have a lot of stuff. Uh, and everything we had was really well needed and used, and I think that really set a, a, a life of, you know, a waste-free life and set that foundation for where I would end up today. Um, but it was, I was involved in, I co-founded a tech company, Starshipper, which sits between e-commerce merchants and the courier companies, and it was there that I got to see how quickly e-commerce was growing, and with that growth, there's just so much extra additional packaging waste, and it really moved me and inspired me to do better and just find a better solution for us and make a more sustainable career satchel. And that was about five years ago. I love it. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, what you say is exactly right. I mean, there's there's reports coming out that suggest that something like 40% of landfill is actually e-commerce packaging now, which is wow. is insane when you 
when you kind of break that down. And, and of course, people don't necessarily understand what to do with the packaging. I mean, I think sustainable brands probably have already cottoned on to the idea of sustainable packaging. And, but perhaps some of the more traditional brands that you know, are still buying the, for example, Australia Post satchels directly from Australia Post, mm-hmm. you know, uh, best one in the world, they're, they're not the best materials. Why should brands start working with sustainable packaging instead of the bog standard plastic stuff that they can pick up at any post office store? Yeah, look, great question. And I think there's just so many reasons, but every every uh, body's had that experience when they've received something in the post and they're super excited to get it. And then they unbox it and it's just layer and layer of packaging and it, it's so frustrating and as you said you just don't know what to do with it and it in most cases it's completely unnecessary so I really believe that when you're when the consumer receives the product in their hands that's that's one of the few times that they will interact with an e-commerce brand so it's really important to to really make it known what you stand for and who you are as a brand and so not only from an environmental perspective, because it's incredibly important that we're thinking about the environment as businesses and taking responsibility for that, but it, it also can be a really amazing branding opportunity as well. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I hadn't actually necessarily thought about that, but you've, you've raised a brilliant point, which is that other than, you know, presumably they've seen your brand on the website, but what the packaging that they receive is the first thing they see of your brand, which makes it an opportunity for making a statement to making the whole experience memorable. So tell us, tell us more about that. What are you doing around yeah, that space? Absolutely. It's, it's so true. And what we found, which is really interesting, is when we launched our Home Compostable Courier Satchel back in 2018, the brands that were buying it were posting about it on social media and saying, hey, look at this incredible packaging that we're using. And then there, what we didn't anticipate was the people who were receiving it were actually starting to post about it on social media and, and doing a shout out, um, you know, to Bondi Born and saying, oh my goodness, look at the amazing work they're doing, they're using sustainable packaging. And so this really viral thing happened uh, where everyone was shouting out about courier satchels and we really joked about it because we were like, when has a courier satchel ever ended up on Instagram? Mm. Uh, and I think it's just testament to how important it is to consumers and what they're looking for. And, and they vote with their wallets. Like we all have a choice with the money that we spend every day. And we're just seeing it time and time again that um, they want they want better. And, you know, there's so many amazing options out there. So there really aren't any excuses left for brands not to have sustainable packaging. Uh, and I think the beautiful thing about the products that are in the market is for most parts, they behave and operate exactly like their plastic counterparts. So it really means that e-commerce brands' processes don't have to change. You can go from one day using something that's not sustainable to the next day where you're using something sustainable, and it's as easy as that. You know, you literally can switch it on overnight, uh, and, and that's really powerful. And you've got this really visible representation of what you as a brand stand for without impacting anything in your supply chain. Yeah, I think that's really, really powerful. We were we were talking just before we came on air about an experience you'd had with a brand that that had had got involved with your products and your packaging because of the feedback they were getting from their customers. So I'd love to hear your take on on what you're seeing that consumers are expecting these days. What's the messaging coming back from the marketplace that drags this demand through for a sustainable packaging? Yeah, look, it's, um, as I mentioned, consumers are voting with their wallets. Uh, and 
and they have so many options in this e-commerce world and they're, and they're very clued up. So they do a lot of research and, and do their due diligence. Uh, and there's, Sendal did an incredible survey uh, and it said something like 60% of consumers will choose based on the brand's packaging and how important that is. Uh, and yeah, we've had a number of customers come to us and this particular one that I mentioned to you, they were running a uh, net promoter score and their number one complaint was around packaging. And so that really drove them to want to make change. Uh, and, and that, to me, is just so exciting. It's really neat to see that that pressure from the consumer is actually driving change. And everything that we do as consumers uh, it can make impact. And it comes back to this, one person can make a difference. And that really... Yeah. That really, that example really just shows that up. I love that, and you know, it goes as evidence, you know, as actual proof, I suppose, that this is if if you had the blinkers on and you hadn't haven't given yet any thought, this is a real thing. Your customers are making decisions that you necessarily can't see based on what their perception is of how you're sending things out, and so uh, you know, so it, it it may be an issue that's a real live issue for you that you don't even know mm. about. And, and unless you ask them, you won't know. So, so it's, it's real and live in the marketplace. So, so let, let's get past that one. What do brands use? Like you, you guys have brought some brilliant products out to market in, in, in a sustainable packaging, well, sustainable satchels really space. Like tell us, tell us what the options are and, and what should we as brands, what should we use in, you know, for different types of packaging, different, ty- different instances? Absolutely. Look, we're seeing three real streams. Uh, so we've got the compostable stream, We've got the recycled and then the fibre-based, so either paper or agricultural waste or something like that. And they're the kind of three things that we're starting to see in sustainability. Uh, And, you know, when you're making a decision, there's a number of factors you need to take into account regarding shelf life, you know, how long do you need that product to last for, um, whether it needs to be waterproof, what what areas that you're actually shipping into because there's some states or some countries that might not have the infrastructure to take care of of at an end of life so all of those considerations are really important and when we're talking to brands we have those conversations with them and sort of unpack what it is that they're looking for and, and what their core requirements are some come to us and say look we just we want to be plastic free and so the compostable home compostable option is really important and others are really passionate about recycling. And so that becomes a focus for them. And we really work with those brands on that. What I would say is that when you when you are looking at it, if you're looking at something that's compostable, really do the due diligence on the certifications. There's a massive difference between home compostable and commercially compostable. So mm. if it's certified home compostable, you can take care of it in your own backyard. Um, if it's commercially compostable, then it needs to get into a commercial system, and quite often they can be few and far between. So, so on on, on that compostable, you've, you've you've absolutely nailed it. I mean, there is a lot of confusion and a lot of greenwashing that goes on around compostable, right? Because you know you think, oh, compostable, great, I can chuck it in my home compost, and of course, I would say probably the majority of things labelled as compostable are not home compostable, right? So. But with that in mind, when it comes to, you know, something that we're expecting and anticipating to be durable and is going to get the, the, the package to, to, to the customer, um, if, it's, if it's something that 
is designed to be home compostable it's obviously designed to break down right mm. so there must be a shelf life around having that materials that and 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 um you know i'm sure brands will be asking well is that gonna is it gonna start falling apart between when i send it and when it when it gets the customer so talk to us a little bit about that <laughs> yeah and it is and i'm just going to quickly touch on what you were talking around the difference between home compostable and commercially compostable the other thing i'd be looking out for and you just raised a really good point is certification i would not be buying anything that doesn't have a certification on it if it just claims it's compostable with no certification backing it up then I would be staying away from that packaging. So, so what's the key certification for that? Uh, the one, the main one in Australia is the ABA, the Australian Bioplastics Association. Uh, but there's a number, there's TUV, uh, Dinserto. There's a number of different certifications in the, around the rest of the world, but the main one in Australia is ABA. And it really is just that rubber stamp to say it's, it's going, to, going to do what it says it's going to do. And there's nothing nasty in there. They haven't added any additives that are going to cause harm when it breaks down. So... That would be my first piece of advice. The second on the shelf life, uh, our products have a 12-month shelf life. The shelf life can range anywhere sort of from six months to about 18 months. And so we really manage that stock carefully, and we're really careful with our communication with our customers that by the time they, it gets to them, it's usually sitting around sort of nine to six months, and, and we work with our customers on that. Uh, so you do want to be using that packaging within that time frame. Otherwise, as you said, it will start to break down. And we've had some yeah. really funny emails from customers sort of who bought packaging a couple of years ago saying, hey, it's it's ripping. And we're like, great, it's doing what yes, it's meant to that's do. That's the whole point. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's how it was designed. That, to do. That's Good. what it's meant to do. But, you know, it's not going to start breaking down um, if you're adhering to those timeframes or you're putting it in your compost. Like as soon as it goes into that compost, it will start. And I actually use the bags as my bin liners, um, some of the old stock. And literally by the end of the week, when I'm taking my compost out to the compost bin, those bags are starting to break down. And it's, there's nothing better than seeing that and knowing that they're doing what they need to do. Yeah, perfect. Okay, perfect. So that's co- that's compostable. So I love I love that. What about the fibre type that you were talking about? Tell us more about that. Yeah, so we've, um, we've we're, there's a number of fibre options. So obviously recycled paper and card is, is a really important part of the sustainable supply chain. Uh, and we've actually just released a new poly bag, uh, a garment bag, so the clear, traditionally clear plastic bags, and we've created a bit of a glassing product, um, which is a fibre-based product that's actually waterproof. So that's a really neat product for brands wanting to remove plastic from their supply chains. Uh, there's a lot of work in the fibre industry, so... I would be looking for something with recycled, obviously with recycled content mm. or FSC certified. Uh, and end of life with paper is, is incredible. You know, obviously the options for recycling and it can go in your compost if it's not, not overly printed. So I would be keeping the print options to a minimum. Um, you want to reduce those inks where possible. But we've just always got to be, be aware with fibre that the making of paper can have quite a car- high carbon output. So that's just something on the radar. We are actually working on something. We've got something in R&D that will be hopefully launching the end of this year or early next year, um, which is going to just shake put paper, shake the industry up a little bit. So watch this space on that. I'll ping you towards <laughs> the end of the year and see where you're at and see if you want to come back on the show and talk about that because I'm sure everyone's going to be all ears around that. But, but listen, I, I literally can't wait any longer because this <laughs> is the thing that I wanted to talk about, this next thing. Because this is what you're about to talk about now is 
the reason I got into this whole game in the first place was the, the ocean plastics thing. Uh, I really want to hear, I, I mean, from your words, I'm, I'm going to say too much. Tell us about the ocean plastics satchels that you're making. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, look, with pleasure. It's, um, it's been one of the most amazing experiences being involved in the R&D of this product. Uh, over 18 months ago, Kate, my business partner, and I, uh, with another couple of members of the team, had this incredible session where we just said, right, let's take any preconceived ideas of what packaging is or could be or should be and start with a clean slate. Imagine we have all the money in the world, all the resources. How would we redefine packaging and, and how would we make it? And so we wrote up this list and really brainstormed what it would look like. And where we landed is, you know, there's enough resources in the world. You know, we've mined enough, we've dug up the world enough. We need to be using what we've got and we really saw pollution as an opportunity so we landed on this concept of making packaging out of pollution and ocean bound pollution is where we really landed and so I'm really excited to say that late last year we launched our, our new range and it's 100% made out of ocean bound plastic pollution we're working with communities in Southeast Asia who are on the front line uh, of global warming and paying them a fair wage to collect pollution off their beaches and waterways and we're converting that into packaging and I think what I'm most excited about is that it delivers on 13 of the sustainable development goals are uh, the UN sustainable development goals and it just has this really gorgeous social side to it and what we were talking about earlier is this whole shift of moving away from products that do less harm so we were really when we first started this company we were really focused on reducing the environmental impacts of packaging. And this new product, Plastic, is really focused on actually using packaging to do a whole heap of good. And it just shifts the whole dial because suddenly packaging goes from being this sort of necessary evil to something that you can feel really good about. And I often hold the bags and I'm like, wow, if it wasn't for our company and what we're doing, this would be on the beach. It would be in the water. Oh, I love it. You know, a turtle would be eating it. And I don't know. I'm actually getting goosebumps just thinking about it. it oh, me too. I love I love your passion for it as well. It's just it's so cool. Yeah, it really is. And I think we've shown, you know, it's 100%. No one's done that in the past. And it, it just shows that if you try and reimagine the world, you can and you can create something really special. Yeah. So I know I, I know that there's not a straight line between deciding to um, have some people go and pick up some plastic off beaches and waterways and actually making that into a very thin satchel because ocean plastic, it, uh, for anyone that is not aware, is a very polluted substance. It's full of sand and organic matter and all sorts of other gubbins. And obviously it's it's. Um, uh, it's it's multi-polymer as well because it's all sort of different types and sorts and bits and pieces Un unlike your sort of curbside stuff which is a milk bottle tops or whatever it is which is fairly sort of easy to handle mm. so tell us a little bit because I don't I don't want to derail the show but <laughs> I'm just I, it's, I get my geek on when it comes to this <laughs> no. sort of stuff tell us a little bit about the process of of going from you know a huge pile of stuff that people have collected yeah. in Southeast Asia to actually making a satchel what did that look like yeah it's been incredibly hard and there were times that we wondered if we would get there and get to 100%. Uh, and so we've partnered with a number of great partners. We've, we've got a number of great partnerships in the industry uh, who are helping us with the collection. 
And yeah, look, it was a lot of R&D. When we first did it, it actually came out as this big kind of glue. Um, and so we, we had to work on the washing of the products, so the collection, the washing, the drying, <laughs> the compounding, all of those different stages of sort of IP and technology, and then actually blowing the film. Uh, so once we could finally blow it into a film, I'm not sure if anyone's ever seen a film blower, but it's like a big sort of, I don't know, a big fan almost. Uh, mm. It had all these holes in it where the imperfections are. And because of the, the quality of the resin, now when you look at our bags, we've, we've fixed all of those issues. When you hold them up to the light, there's kind of these little specks in them. Um, and we call them we call them imperfections, which I just love because this product really shows its history and where it's come from. And it's not perfect, um, but it's pretty blooming cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I mean, what an excellent, what an inspiring journey that's been on as well. And good on you for, for pushing through on that, on that as a, as a thing, because I, I like, I, I get how hard that was to do. Okay, cool. So when should somebody use uh, an ocean plastic satchel, one of these plastic things that you've just, you're just about to bring to market for, for most, for most people mm-hmm. to be, to be accessible. When should they use that and not say, for example, a compostable satchel? What, where, where, where would the choice come in? Yeah, look, it's um, it's a really interesting question. It's one that we discuss a lot internally, uh, and we are doing quite a bit of work on our compostable satchels to make them even more sustainable. Sometimes it's a personal decision, uh, and it's about what's right for your brand and the product products that you're selling. Uh, if you know if you're selling products that are compostable or food grade, um, that might be a right fit for you. I think you've also got to understand the infrastructure that's in, in play in your area, in your region, you know, is, is there good soft plastics recycling? Do your customers have access to a home compost? You, what's going to happen with this product at end of life? Uh, and I think that's all choices that the brand, the brands will make. And we're, we're more than happy to have those discussions with you. Um, we're putting lots of content on our website around that and, and what the choices are and should be. Um, but we we have got some pretty neat innovations in the pipeline, uh, which I can't say <laughs> too much more about again. I'm very cloak and dagger, wink, wink. I'll tell you when we get offline. But um, that are actually going to blur the lines a little bit between compostable and recycled. And um, it's really, really going to shake the industry up. So watch the space on that. Okay, cool. And and your your plastic ones... I think if I'm right, are reusable, right? So, so that you could, they're kind of like multi-use type things. Yeah, absolutely. Everything we make, we encourage reuse on. Uh, we have also just launched a reusable career satchel, which can be used hundreds of times over called Swap. Uh, and we've got a compostable version of that. And we're also making an ocean bound plastic version of that. So that's, that launched in Australia last year. Uh, and it's a big part of our movement. We see reusable as the only future. So our goal by 2030 is for all of our packaging. How does that work? You've got my mind spinning. How does, <laughs> how does it work to have something that's almost infinitely reusable as a satchel? I mean... Yeah, so look, at the moment, phase one. So we, when we started Better Packaging, we always knew we wanted to launch a reusable satchel, but we got kind of really caught up in this whole, how do we get them back? How do we make sure that they're kept in loop? And what we did is focus on getting a product into the market and really focusing on people who have what we call a closed loop. So they might be a subscription model, um, you know, like you might be a dress hire company. There's companies out there who are collecting 
old clothes and you ship them back in, that sort of thing. Um, you know, you might send out monthly subscriptions of, I don't know, um, toilet paper, <laughs> which I've signed up to. And so it's that real close loop. Or you might have some bricks and mortar store where the, the receiver can take it back into the store. So that's our phase one approach. The second phase that we're working on uh, is around the technology to track those bags and get them back into the network. And that's, that's something that we're working on internally at the moment and that'll launch sort of later in this year. Um, but for now, it really suits that either you have a bricks and mortar store um, or you have a presence that you can receive them back or, or a subscription model. So, so you see kind of building... If I understood what you just said, you can't for for brands. You're kind of building a a subscription for packaging where they where they they acquire a I don't know, let's say a thousand satchels, and and then they just keep reusing those, and they they come through the the system and eventually get more back, and so they never necessarily do they not buy more. They just keep paying that, subscription. How does the, that work? That's definitely the long term goal. Um, at the moment, they're buying them and using them within their own clothes loop. But the long-term mm. strategy over the coming years is, is definitely that. And what we realised early on is that we were trying to solve all the problems in that first year of the network, the technology, and the packaging. And so we decided that there's going to be businesses who take responsibility for all of those areas, and we're going to focus on the packaging. Uh, we're working with a tech company that's actually setting up the technology to support that, and then we'll partner with the network, whether that be through a courier company or a Woolworths or, or whatever that is. Uh, and I think when we broke it down into those chunk-sized bikes, it actually became a much easier problem to solve. Absolutely incredible. I love how forward-thinking that you're being, <laughs> not just not just releasing some really cool stuff now, but you've obviously got a whole R&D roadmap ahead for how we keep making packaging better, but also how we keep making packaging, in fact, turn packaging into a force for good instead of just mm. something that gets chucked into a bin at the end of the day. And I, I, I love that whole concept. So, Bex, where can, where can brands uh, interact with you? Where can they get this amazing set of packaging from? Yeah, great question. So we're in Australia, obviously, and betterpackaging.com, go to our website uh, and grab a sample pack or grab some packaging it's all there it'll ship within the same day I will just say look when you're talking about that journey I think it's really important to note that you know we're on a journey and it's constantly evolving and as a brand you go on that journey as well and I think start out small and do something achievable like a courier satchel uh, and then feed that in and get that into your supply chain and then do something else and I wouldn't feel too overwhelmed by it I would just take it one step at a time uh, and, and that makes it a lot, a lot easier to transition. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying if, if um, you know, if brands are if brands are trying to get into the sustainability space and they don't know where to start, that's an obvious, an obvious place, and and work from there. Absolutely. I love that advice. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thanks so much for sharing that thought. I really appreciate that. Bex, congratulations on what I think is definitely one of the most groundbreaking packaging companies uh, out there, certainly accessible to us in Australia. So thanks for all the great work you're doing. Thanks for. Uh, your time sharing with us today and, and all the thoughts you brought to the table. And I know that, that there will be a lot of brands uh, looking you up online. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much for having me. Back to Giles again. And I hope you enjoyed that show as much as I enjoyed chatting with Beck. She's certainly a wealth of knowledge about sustainable packaging. And I just wanted to spotlight a couple of my big takeouts for you. The first is that the package as it arrives in the mail is the first 
physical interaction people have with your brand, which means it's a great opportunity to make that all important first impression. We know that for the customer, packaging is really just a nuisance. And we also know that more and more people are expecting better things from brands in terms of their packaging. And if you're not using sustainable packaging, are you missing out on amplifying your first impression? And could you, in fact, be turning people off from making repeat purchases? The second thing is that when making choices about what type of sustainable packaging to select for your brand, if you choose compostable packaging, make sure that it's certified as home compostable. If it requires the customer to have access to an industrial compost facility, the chances are that will probably end up in landfill anyway, defeating the whole object. And remember also that compostable satchels are designed to break down. So treat that inventory like it has a real shelf life. And lastly, and not least, in the wise words of Bex herself, sustainability is a journey. And so the best way to get started is to start out small. And on that note, Bex wanted to extend a massive 20% discount to any sustainable e-commerce listeners wanting to try out their amazing range of sustainable mailers. So to take advantage of that offer, simply head over to betterpackaging.com and use code SUSTAINECOM20 at checkout. And I'll put that in the show notes for you.